If you are a businesswoman working to amplify your six and seven figure business from success to significance, then you know it's not just about the right strategies or the right tactics. It's more and more about high caliber people around you, your team, your collaborators, and advisors that can open doors for you and widen your reach. Welcome to your Circle of Influence podcast with your hosts, Dr. Monica Ogando and Amy Walker. Welcome, everybody, to your Circle of Influence podcast. I am your co-host, Dr. Monica Ogando with Amy Walker. And we are so delighted that you are here. Amy, I've been thinking about what hard times does to people and that sometimes we think hard times are here to break us, but I think they're here to make us. I think who we authentically are gets revealed with hard times. What do you think? I think that should be a rap song. And it's completely <laughs> true and amazing. Um, no, I, I really think, um, here's, here's my philosophy in life. We can learn mm -hmm. in challenge and struggle, or we can learn in peace and prosperity. And as much as possible, I try to learn in peace and prosperity and be really proactive about learning about myself so that I can minimize the amount of time I have to spend in struggle. But mm -hmm. all of us are going to have times that we spend in struggle. And um, I have learned so much about myself during those challenging times and um, really discovering what my strengths are and getting in touch with like what my boundaries are and what my faith level is. And mm -hmm, I, mm -hmm. I know 2020 has been a crazy year, you know, like mm -hmm. it feels like five years in one, maybe yeah, more so, so. by the time it's done, who knows, but it's yeah. been a lot. And I have been very actually impressed with, I'm like, okay, if this is how I go and struggle, I'm good. Like I got this mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. I found that I really can be positive no matter what's going on around me and that I'm yeah. really innovative. And I, I think that there's a lot of great lessons to learn about ourselves. Um, when you put hard things in front of you, it's like, well, now what, what do you do with yes. that? Yes. I've, I've heard a lot of, especially earlier this year, you know, future proof your business, recession proof your business and crisis proof your business. And in my mind, I'm like, why would I want to proof my business against the thing that's actually going to, that's where I'm supposed to show up, right? Not, and mm -hmm. I'm not saying, you know, sometimes when you say to yourself that you're a problem solver, in order to justify your existence, your subconscious oh, creates yeah. problems, right? I changed the um, word to a solution finder. That's my new word. There we go. Yes, yes. But what I find is that, you know, when I'm faced with conflict and when I'm faced with crises, that's when my metal shows up. That's when I get to be who I say that I am. So it's not so much about future-proof your business or future-proof your legacy or whatever it is, as much as it is about future leverage or future prepare, <laughs> you know, so that I like what you said about, um, you know, you can either learn in times of peace and prosperity, or you can learn in times of um, struggle. And I just think that the peace and prosperity is where you prepare yourself so that when the struggle comes, you can sail through it, like you said. Yeah. Well, yes, because... You know, I remember early in my entrepreneur journey when like every little thing freaked me out, you know, mm -hmm. like a small 
you hit a small road bump and inside you're like, well, I just better quit. I am clearly <laughs> not cut out for this. You know, it's so like right. every little flare up was so big and so hard and so dramatic. And, um, you know, the longer that I've gone through entrepreneurship, the more that I, I think you learn to power up with yourself, you know, and just yeah, look at me yeah. like, Oh, we've been here before. We've, we've yep. seen similar. We're going to sail through this just like we've sailed through the others. Yep. And, um, I don't know if that's wisdom or um, being an optimist to a fault or what, but it's <laughs> a, lot more fun. <laughs> a lot more fun than the other side of that's it. That's exactly right. That's right. Yeah. Well, we are excited for our guest today. Heather Wade is somebody that has been in my life a long time. She's one of those <laughs> friends that like we go back and we go deep and we will always be in each other's lives moving forward. So Heather, we're excited that you're here today. Heather is a mom of six. She is a serial entrepreneur. Um, pretty much she'll put, I mean, still after all these years, she'll be like, oh yeah, I used to own that business. And I'm like, you did? I don't remember that. <laughs> so, she's owned a lot of different businesses, very skilled in entrepreneurship. Um, and actually when I was ready to hire my first business coach for my business, um, Heather was that person who got to step in and I trusted her enough to have her come in and take care of my people and my clients as well. Um, so Heather currently is an amazing entrepreneur building a health and wellness company from home while homeschooling um, her six kids and doing amazing things. So Heather, we're just really happy that you're on the show with us today. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Welcome. Absolutely. All right. So Heather, we always like to hear about the beginning. Um, you know, entrepreneurs don't just fall out of the sky as perfectly formed, capable beings. We all have an origin <laughs> story that does not involve radioactive spiders. So let's hear yours. Where did you get started as an yeah. entrepreneur? And a lot of times we expect that journey to look like this amazing scale that starts a little down here and just constantly goes upwards. But really, mm -hmm. it, it's, it's pretty much a roller coaster, right? You learn yes. so many cool things. But my beginning really started around age 11. Um, I, we had a foreign exchange student that stayed in our home and from Japan, and I just loved her. And at the end of her visit, customary, right, she, she extended an invitation for our family to come visit her in Japan. And my little brain was like, for real, that sounds amazing. And so, you know, after a couple of days thinking about it, I went to my mom and I said, hey, mom, if I earn my own money, can I go to Japan? And she said, you bet, sure. And I'm sure in that mom mind of her, she was like, all right, that sounds like a grand plan. And probably didn't expect it to happen, I don't know. So anyways, two years go by, I started my own company. I was shoveling walks and mowing lawns and babysitting and I had two paper routes and it was constantly finding my way around how to make money. So two years later, I had everything that I needed to have to, to go to Japan. And I said, mom, I've got all the money. I've looked at the prices of flights. I've looked at, you know, all of those details and here they are. And she said, okay, because you know, she's not going to tell me no. I just worked my tail off to, to get that. So that began my love for traveling and for business and understanding that when you've got a goal, um, and you have a mission, right? 
there's not anything really that can stand in your way. Get to mm. it and just go after it. So age 11, so I've owned companies, you know, many different companies from age 11 till current. And I'm sure there will be many more that I own after this too. That is amazing. I love that story because, you know, it's kind of like the bumblebee theory, you know, the bumblebee is not aerodynamically designed to fly and yet she does. And who could tell an 11 year old like, oh, start your own business when you were 11. It's like, I didn't know that that's not something you do. I just did it. <laughs> I love that. So, so just like there is a beginning, a middle and an end. I want to talk about the middle. I want to talk about the valley. What was your greatest moment of struggle in that journey up to now? What did, what did you learn during that time? You know, there's been several that I, as I was thinking about this that I came upon, but the one that kind of touched my heart the most, and I felt like I needed to share the most right now is, you know, there was a time in my business when I had reached out to a, it's not the current business that I'm in now, but I had reached out to somebody on my team to really congratulate them for some amazing success that they had created that I also was a part of, but I was, I was fairly giving them the credit that they deserved. And in that moment, and thankfully it was just a private conversation, but in that moment, she just started spouting off and saying all sorts of things that I didn't deserve the, the success that I had. And I would be nowhere without her. And just really went into some, some deep emotional stuff that on the surface, right? I understood and I realized, wow, she's got some things that she needs to work through. And in the same rate, what I actually did through that conversation is I took on some of that emotion. I allowed that to get into me and start to define who I was, that I wasn't worthy of success. I wasn't helpful to other people. I didn't have the skills or the knowledge that it would take to create business. And for heaven's sakes, I'd already done it multiple, multiple, multiple times. And yet I allowed what she said to sink into my heart and I truly believed for a bit that that's who I was, uh, which then presented a problem because I started becoming more defensive with people. I was less approachable. I had to put on that fake face of trying to be somebody that I wasn't really to try to make up the difference of what she saw that I was lacking. And that was detrimental to my business. It was detrimental to my family and all areas of, around me. So, you know, I had to pick up and understand, understand where that came from let her stuff be her stuff and address what I needed to address and work on that emotion of, you know, taking that on. Understanding that I bring value to the table every single time I make a decision to play big. Whether it's something just for me or just for my family or for people that I'm helping in business, I play big. I bring it to the table. And so, you know, the other thing is that, you know, I'm not attached to other people's results. I bring it to the table. I help them learn and understand what I've got. And it's totally 100% up to them to take it and do something with it or not. So I'm not attached to their success and I'm not attached to their failure. That is not mine. Um, but I can congratulate people and I can be their cheerleader and help them be to where they say they want to be if they're willing to put the work into it and do, do what they said they would do. I'm so proud of you right now. <laughs> like, I just am so happy to hear you um, with these levels of understanding and the level of, um, I don't know, there's something about cheering each other on as women. 
to be a part of each other's journeys and recognize our strengths in each other. And it always just kind of irks me when I see women try to pull other women down because one of our philosophies with your circle of influence is lift as you climb. And that, you know, as you go up in the world and you go up in business, who are you bringing along with you? And why in the world would you ever, when somebody is, you know, shining in their power, ever try to criticize them and pull them down? It never makes you feel better. The only thing that it does is it justifies you being in the mud. That's it. I mean, it just makes you, I remember when I was earlier in my entrepreneur journey, I would look at women that were successful, that had kids, and I would be like, well, you know, maybe they don't spend as much time with their kids as I do. And all that did, that judgment, all that did was keep me stuck where I was. Like there was no benefit to be gained from me. Instead of looking at that woman and going, wow, she is getting all the success that I want. And look at those kids. I should go ask her what she's doing. Like, I wonder if she could teach me. I wonder if she could mentor me. So I mm. absolutely love that you went through that icky experience and came out the other side so much stronger and more capable of inspiring others. Um, one of the things I also love about you, Heather, is you are great at helping people get started with their first business or maybe not their first business, but being able to run businesses from home. And I know a lot of what you're doing right now is about helping other people be able to launch their business and, um, you know, build what they've got going on at home. So let's, let's hear about, we talked about the beginning. We talked about the middle. Let's hear about where you're going in the future and what you see on your horizon. You know, I, thanks for asking that. Um, as a business coach, I've got some of that blood just running through. I love to coach people and help them get to where they want to be. You know, I've learned that, you know, sometimes I can have those goals and those dreams for people and really want it for them, but they really have to want it for themselves. And so, um, like I said, I'm not attached to their results or their failure. I take them where they're at and let, let's run from where you are and go to where you want to be. And let's go at the pace that's good for you. I'm a fast paced person. So typically people that work with me, we go, we go quick, we go fast. And it, sometimes it can be pretty intense. Um, so, being that business coach, I specialize in helping women start what we're talking about, home-based businesses. I love helping them gain financial freedom and really reclaim their time. What I love to do is, one of my, my favorite things to do is find women that have had corporate jobs. And, you know, I love corporate jobs. They, there's so many things that were fulfilling about them. And yet, I didn't have the time freedom that I wanted. I was on somebody else's schedule, not on mine. I couldn't always do the things that I wanted to go do with my kids because it depended on what was going on with my job. And so mm -hmm. I really love finding women that are really good at their corporate job, that they find value in it and they do it well, but they want something a little bit different. They want some of that time freedom. And I love mm -hmm. working with them to be able to develop um, whether they totally stop their corporate job and we run fast and create and replace the income that they were bringing in at their corporate job. Or sometimes they'll stay there and we kind of divide the time and we'll go fast with the home-based business till it gets to that tipping point, right? Where they can then not do that corporate job anymore. That's what I really love to do. Uh, one of the things that I believe is, I believe in the power of mothers in the home. But I also believe that many women are being called to bigger missions. Because if mm -hmm. you said to me, 
Um, I love being a mom. Like I really do love it. But if that's the only thing that I was designed to do, it's not a hundred percent fulfilling to me. And I know some women can bash that and say, Oh my goodness. But really I love to work. I love to be in my office. I love to create really cool, awesome stuff and help other people do the same thing. And if I didn't have that too, I wouldn't be fulfilled as a person. So mm -hmm. I think it goes hand in hand. You can do both and you can be really awesome at both of those. I love what you're saying because there's, I remember one of my favorite um, verses in the Bible says that God will give you the desires of your heart and the, and the etymology of the word desire is of the father. So when you have something in your heart like that, that is just like this hunger for more, it's not an accident. You know, God wouldn't place it there if, if, there, if you weren't also the vehicle to make it express. So I love what you're saying here. So cool. We are going to take a little break. And when we come back, we will be back with our listener challenge and the fast lightning round. So stay tuned, everybody. We'll be right back. You have worked hard and you've earned your place at the table of influence. Wouldn't it be great to have a board of advisors that celebrate your wins, support your growth and challenge your blind spots? That's why we host our influencer circles for six and seven figure business women. If you are a high achieving entrepreneur woman who wants a deep dive in business strategy, collaboration and strategic relationships, go to yourcircleofinfluence.com forward slash influencers and reserve a spot in one of our upcoming circles. Welcome back to your circle of influence. We are here with Heather Wade as our guest today. And here's our listener challenge for you. I think this is a really good one. I want you to find one opinion that somebody gave you that is their belief that you actually don't like. It's not really true. And I want you to find five different pieces of evidence to the contrary. So if somebody said that you are self-centered, find five pieces of evidence that you are actually very kind and altruistic. If somebody said you're lazy, find five pieces of evidence that you work really hard and let that be their story, but don't let it be a part of yours. So with that, we are going to move into our lightning round. Miss Heather Wade, what is the best piece of business advice that you have ever been given? Oh, so many. It's hard to, to bring it down to just one. But one thing that stuck in my mind was you will not collect commission checks higher than the value you've assigned to yourself. That was mm -hmm. from Amy Walker. I said that? I don't you even remember it. saying what? that. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually written on my office wall because one of the things I've struggled with from time to time is that I attach value to success. And that's a really dangerous place to be. And so it's just an important thing that I need to keep in my mind. Look that's at you, good. Pastor Amy. I always call her <laughs> Pastor so Amy because she's always preaching, Heather. She's always preaching. <laughs> I say things all the time and people are like, can you repeat that? I'm like, no, I just said it. It's gone. <laughs> I love that. I love that about you, Amy. It's reason number 327 why I love you. <laughs> Okay, question number two. What inner dragons have you had to slay on your path to success? Oh, a few of them. Really, the one that I kind of mentioned just now is that I attach my value to success. That, that's not a good place to be. And it still comes back around for me. For me, I have to consistently work on that to let that be out. Um, another one is that I'm, and we've talked about it already, I'm not attached to other people's results. And 
one of the other things that I had to overcome was making more money than my husband. That's a yeah. tricky trick. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know a lot of people get hung up right around that, you know, like they kind of limit themselves to right where their husband's income is. It's like, nope, you go girl, go beyond that. Yep. That's what's for you. And that's what's for him. Like it, there's not a, there's not a, it, when you remove that attachment of your paycheck equals your value, then it allows you to exceed your, you know, your husband's income because you also are not determining his worth as his paycheck. So that's a good one. Okay, Heather, who is your business girl crush? You know, in all reality, I, I don't, I'm not one that finds tons of shiny objects and goes in a million directions. So I really like to hone in on just a couple really good people um, that I can just stay clear and on track with. And really, seriously, in all reality, Amy, you have been one of the biggest influences in business oh. for me. I love the stuff that you do following your podcast and, and as you know, as throughout the years as you've done things, really, your advice is sound. It works. I don't love fluffy stuff, right? Don't just blow it. I don't give it. a lot of it. <laughs> no, let's just get to it and go. So I, I have to say Amy Walker. Thank you. That's super nice. I'm flattered. Heather, you and I have the same girl crush, Heather. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> Okay, There's next question. Me to go around. <laughs> Settle down, ladies. <laughs> plenty of Amy. <laughs> okay, question number four. What is the number one door that you want open for you right now? Oh, awesome. So I'm ready to connect. I've got space and some time right now that I've carved out to connect with three of the right business-minded women. Uh, looking for people who are probably tired of their corporate jobs want just a little bit more time freedom. Mm. I'm ready to commit a large amount of time to help these specific three people build an at-home business that's sustainable. Love it. Okay, so Heather, when you've hit the checklist, you've checked off all the boxes for what you want in your business right now, what's gonna come next for you? What will be your next level contribution? Uh, this one was easy for me. It's more time in Haiti. I love the people of Haiti. I love who they are. I love their spirit, their souls, just all of it. I love going there and I love spending a lot of time there. I realized that, you know, I started diving into it pretty deep and spending a really lot of time. And I realized that there were some key pieces in my own business that needed to be in order and secure first before I could, you know, 80% of the time step myself out of business to do those things that I want to accomplish in Haiti. Um, so it's on a little bit smaller scale. I scaled back a bit, but there will be a time when I am full force spending so much more time in Haiti. You know, I approached my husband, not, it was when I first started going and I said, what do you think about moving there? He was like, oh, you're crazy. So while I don't know that that's the best idea for my entire family, I'll probably spend a decent amount of time there. Yeah, I, I've got some plans there. I love it. That's awesome. How can people connect with you, Heather? Awesome. So they can go to my website. It's living room CEO, like sitting in your living room, having a chat and being the CEO of your company. So livingroomceo.com. And they can click on either connect or essential oils study. I've developed a really cool place uh, through essential oils that I can help people um, in different categories like pain, sleep, mood, stress, um, and digestion. 
So if they want to, if they've not really experienced essential oils before or want a, a really cool experience, they can click there. There's an application that they can fill out and I'll reach out and uh, we'll start a conversation. Awesome. I love it. All right, Heather, we have so appreciated you being on. One of the things we always like to do is share what our takeaways are. And um, I have to tell you, you said something to me that stood out because I was like, oh, I'm not there yet. And it was that you're at peace with people um, like they get to determine where they start, they get to determine where they go, and you're at peace with their results. You're not attached to their success or failure. I am still so attached to their success. I'm like, no, if you don't want to win, I don't want to play with you. Like, you just want a small win? I don't know. I don't feel good about that. I feel like it should be a big win. So um, I love that, that you're just, you're letting people pick their own um, their own progress path. And and really, it is. I mean, I've I've never had a coach that like truly created my success for me. It's always us who does it. We're the ones who create that win. Right. That's true. That's true. Well, you know what? The biggest takeaway for me wasn't necessarily anything specifically that you said, because there were so many truth bombs that I'm just completely forward. But it was more about your way of being, Heather. I loved how clear, how concise, how um, on purpose you've, you've shown up. And I just love surrounding myself with women who have that aura, who have that way of being, because it's an amazing way to be. And it's, a, it's inspirational, not just for me, but for the people that I touch. Like, this is possible. You can be humble and connected and relating and also own your power. They're not mutually exclusive. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Those are incredible. Thanks so much. Well, Heather, thank you for sharing your time and being with us today. Uh, Dr. Monica, thank you for being on. And our listeners, thank you for listening. Thank you for spending your time with us. Um, We always like to leave you with some words of encouragement. And today, I want to tell you that other people's opinions of you is not your business. Like It does not define you. Your worth is so much more than the numbers on your paycheck. And if you will just embrace who you are and be authentic. And, you know, somebody once told me that they were impressed by my authenticity. And I was like, I would not know how to pretend to be somebody else. And (laughs) that's the best way that we can create success is to just say, this is what I got, the good, the bad, the flabby, the strong, and take it and run with it and go create some amazing things. So thank you so much for all being a part of my journey and being a part of my circle of influence. We appreciate you. Thank you.